Welcome back to episode 293 of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm here with Grizz. We're going to try our luck at Oregon. Oh, fuck, man. I fucked that one up. Oregon harvesting <laughs> this week. <laughs> I fucking love that like spoken word intro, man. That gets me so pumped. Heavy. I, Heavy. I, I like it gets me in the mood for a fucking greasy crime horror thriller um something that i think you know even yeah, though even true. though you will hear two opposite opinions on this movie uh, <laughs> i think it is a fitting ending to our japanese month um we will revisit the country of japan again we were already oh, speaking about must. it yeah. Uh, yeah that's we, a must we think after uh the whole biotherapy thing we might do like a japanese monster film type do content and do like guzu and all that shit yeah, uh we'll i'm thinking do, that idea a lot man yeah fun that would that would be fucking awesome i think um a lot of those movies are very short so it's funny how we're able to speak for like way longer than the movie actually is you know what i mean like well uh, those are my specialty man i have a very short attention span so if you can dial me into about 30 minutes i am fucking a-okay yeah that, well right, right. i uh i managed to slam you with an hour and fucking <laughs> 40 minutes or something whatever this one it's is long one. Uh, yeah and that's gonna be organ from 1996 um uh, this guy fujiwara correct is yes our, uh... yes she is the director of this film she was in uh tetsuo the iron man yes brendan timmons brought that up what's up alan Cantation? what's up jane doe what's up gloomy vampire um gloomy vampire you will like next week's movie but um <laughs> organ is a is a very strange movie um according to imdb it's an hour and 50 minutes i don't really know any of the backstory to this um i think this movie was longer originally i think it's missing some stuff that would connect some of the plots connect some of the characters some people just kind of appear and disappear and you just kind of have to you know fill in the blanks as you go which with shot on video films, you should be pros at by now, right? That should not be a problem. You should be like water, dude, just you're a salesman, bro. I'm gonna tell you right now, hey, you're a fucking salesman, dude. You are you are getting it right now. Uh, you know, I know you did not really like this one. It wasn't your thing. Well, that's not that's not. I mean, I enjoyed a lot of aspects of this movie. I just thought this movie was so fucking confusing and filmed in such a 
shitty manner of really trying to tell a story i think that's my qualm with it um but after you did say like look i think that this is missing stuff that i think that this was much longer i mean as gut-wrenching as that sounds for me to have to sit through more of this um i think that it is absolutely missing stuff i think that you're probably right with that uh, that analysis of it because um just the absolute jumping around and and scene cutting is so chaotic and it's it's just very hard to follow at times that it it does absolutely lend itself to having large sections missing that yeah. might explain more of this yeah i feel like also um to everybody that's listening at home everybody that's watching right now everybody that goes back and watches the live video this film requires two viewings at minimum the first one you're probably going to be like what the fuck did i just watch the second one you will say okay that's who that is that's who this is that's who that is and on the third watch you, you will, watch them seven times you week, will so. fucking <laughs> start liking this film um it, it really is one of those ones that grows on you but i also want to warn everybody that listens at home like i warned grizz i'm the guy that watches the dawn of the dead cut that has every single piece of footage that they filmed in it regardless if it fits or not i'm the guy that watches the five hour lord of the rings cuts i'm the guy that fucking just loves long ass movies because That's i feel like it, punishment dude. yeah man i'm just i love this shit um i do have a uh what is this japan shock is that what it is uh japan shock video copy it yep. does have english subtitles i got this from somebody in austria i think which is kind of funny it is a pal tape this isn't a japanese release it's just you know the box for it or whatnot um there is an original japanese release um, I don't think we got any sort of English release here. Aren't those um, releases Dutch? The the one that you have right there? I have no idea, dude. Because uh, I have like, the, uh, what is it? The uh, Entrails of a Virgin from the same distro. And oh, yeah, look, a, the uh, Netherlands. Yeah. Yeah, it's from, it's from the Netherlands. That's Interesting. What I thought. Interesting. Um, it's funny how they have English subtitles, though. All right. They know what's up. Yeah. I mean, probably more people in the Netherlands speak English than they do Japanese. So they're like, True. let's give it a shot. <laughs> well, it's funny. Like you get things like Premudos or something. You get a Japanese version yeah. of that movie. It's in German, but it's got Japanese subtitles. So you're double fucked. You know what I mean? You don't even double. get like the, you don't even get the clear video or something. It's just like, ah, shit, this is useless to me. I have no <laughs> idea what's going on. Um, but Organ is a really interesting movie to me. It's not quite a straight horror film it is like it is a horror movie, but it's got like that how Silence of the Lambs has like a crime element to it. How like Seven has like a crime element to it. Um, yeah. This has something like that, only um, far lower budget. Um, I believe I saw it was shot on 16 millimeter, maybe. Um, so you got to understand what you're getting. This isn't a major studio release or anything like that. But I feel like they really did put a lot of effort into this movie. They really did try to tell a story, which the premise itself is awesome. Like the I actual, agree with that. Yeah, I said that to you too. Like it's actually a good setup. It's just execution for me. You know? Yeah, and you know what? Maybe if they did, you know, say you cut a half hour out of the movie, which you probably can. Um, you could cut full people out of the film, and oh, it wouldn't do anything. But yeah. 
I feel like if you could sit through it that like second time after you kind of understand everything that went on and digest that first viewing pretty well, maybe do a little bit of uh, reading, uh, extracurricular reading, yeah. um, I think you will enjoy this film. I've already had people tell me that they really liked it. I saw a lot of negative reviews too, but I also feel like people are going from like Tetsuo the Iron Man, where that's like considered like a really um, legendary you know, um, like cyberpunk type film and body horror film to sure, this, yeah. you're expecting that, but you know, it's not, it's not really the same thing. There's certain things that you'll be like, Oh yeah, that kind of like reminds me of it. Like there's a little bit of an influence, but it's definitely a completely different animal. You know, it's a completely and, and for different me, type know, of film going from what we just watched with like biotherapy and a garden without birds and stuff. Um, you know, I felt like, man, I wanted biotherapy to be so much longer. I wanted that to be a full movie. And with this one, I'm just like, God damn, why couldn't this be 37 minutes? Like, yeah, this is the uh, one in my opinion that could could fit that. Whereas like biotherapy was so strong. It deserves a full like take on it. Um, but even like so, like this is a super fucking weird movie. Um, it's got a great concept of this like organ harvesting thing. And um, it's, it's, you know, also has this weird body horror aspect to it that, is is weird and, and shit on its own but like for me i'm more into like a garden without birds kind of weird than i am like this more, aspect of things uh, like a more realistic type uh yeah experience. and for sure it's just something that like i don't know this this has a lot of sci-fi element to it that uh also kind of pulls me out at certain points yeah like a like a fucked up future aspect where like things are kind of like out of control with this shit where like organ harvesting is real hundred percent a real thing that goes on over there and you know there's some fucked up shit but i feel like how it's portrayed uh in this film isn't quite how it's exaggerated would be. Yeah, yeah i'm sure yeah um but like you were saying about a garden without birds and all that um, I feel like the shot on video aspect adds to to like the film makes it more real because you're getting somebody's point of view from this like fucking night in this thing. Like just like how Blair Witch, yeah. you know, it's so effective because it's shot how it would really have been shot. You would see it. Yeah. yeah for sure. You know, agree with that. you're running through the woods with a camcorder, not a 35 millimeter camera, not even a 16 millimeter camera, probably unless it's the seventies and it's, or the early eighties. But, uh, you know, I feel like it has its place. Um, 16 millimeter on this kind of gives us more of a real film. You know what I mean? Like, uh, if this was shot on video, I feel like it would be fucking, I feel oh. like it would be even better. That aspect would Aspects make it like, it. yeah, but you know, everything, everything's better shot on video. Everybody fucking knows that. Um, I have a synapse release. Brendan Timmons. God All right. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Grizz, do you want me to give a synopsis of this film? You, you have seemed to have taken quite the liking I to the it. film. I don't want to do it any disjustice, man. So uh, you can take the All lead right. on this one. Um, while two detectives are, um, let me, wait, wait, let me, let me get in the fucking, the organ, mindset. <laughs> the organ zone. Yeah. While, t <laughs> while two detectives are investigating an organ harvesting ring, uh, they're eventually, um, unsuccessful because one is captured and one is left for dead and it's up to the one that's left for dead to find his partner while also. The partner's brother. That's not it. 
<laughs> is on the same hunt. And between the two of them, mayhem ensues. So this movie, I feel like, is also... But there's a subplot, bro. That's not even the whole fucking thing. One of the like, there's organ, a whole There's a whole other movie. <laughs> one of the doctors of the organ harvesting ring is also a teacher who kills his students. <laughs> okay, so this is Who's the thing that's also like... also doing genetic experiments. <laughs> on people that that part's actually kind of fun but like it's so i think what makes it so confusing at times is just the cut to this other story out of nowhere where it's like i'm watching this movie about this fucking this this these this ring of fucking organ dealers these these fucking police officers and shit and all of a sudden i'm watching this fucking school fucking horror movie with this dude Who's like destroying like, well, his fucking students and shit? It, it like, well, first of all, they're just showing like the fucking background of him and the fucking uh, woman with the eye patch. That's because they're brother and sister. So like, you're just seeing what's going on like in their lives. I feel like because like he's their day to day is just yeah. Well, he's like kids he, and he's shit. A, yeah. He's like a professor of some sort. He's a yeah. legitimate doctor, but like, it, it almost turns into like one of those like Japanese pink films. Where like the girl's like drooling on herself and all that shit, but uh, he's also got this like weird serial killer urge on the side doing these genetic experiments. It is like a That's weird sub. Yeah, it's like a weird sure. subplot. Yeah, like I feel like that could have been its own film in itself. Right. That could have been that could have been Organ Two, which apparently was gonna be a thing. I don't know if they ever made it or not, but that could have been the second film. Um, I do enjoy though uh, how they show like him and the sister and all that shit. Like they have this really strange um, sister's Yoko, right? The fucking yeah. eye patch yeah. lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Their relationship like, is wild. For yeah, sure. and it's all because of their fucked up parents. Now, before we get into this movie, I think we should show that first scene where the cops are busting into this fucking place, and uh, you get a feeling of what you're going to watch for the next hour and 50 minutes. <laughs> you get like a, an idea of the fucking greasiness. It's dark. And I know people say that to, you know, that it's bad, that it's dark, but I feel like it adds to it almost adds to the uh, atmosphere. But I loved this scene because this motherfucker sees them starting to uh, open up one of the cadavers, but the cadaver isn't a cadaver. This person's still alive. Oh, Oop. Stop. Put it back. The guy's like holding a spleen. Put it back. Everybody's like in shock. He's saying he was still alive. He was still alive. I told you to put it back. And you see like the medical incision and all that shit. He's like in shock. But they're like all wrestling over this dead body. It's sitting there. He's dead now. Well, they were like. They were pretty psyched that he was still alive because that just meant that it was worth more money. There were fresh organs yeah, that came out yeah. of a living they cadaver instead of a dead guy. They weren't going to waste that fucking thing. Now, the thing oh, that man, I, found, uh, I found pretty confusing in the beginning, the first time I watched it, was the one cop is like sitting in the car with the other cop. And then he like leaves and then goes. He's actually working undercover with the organ harvesting ring who's being ran by like the, the Yakuza and all that shit. 
Um, but the, the partner doesn't know, which I find fucking hilarious because he ends up like taping him up and throwing him in the car, but he leaves the key. That's how you know, like something's up. But I really found that it was very confusing in the beginning because of this whole like the dude's changing his clothes. This guy is just kind of ditching this dude going with them. Then he's getting beat up, but then he's getting attacked by this guy. It is pretty There's confusing. There's twins in this movie that they don't even really fucking demonstrate that there's a, a twin character and like the twin character is something completely different than his fucking twin does. And it's so fucking confusing. Like everything about this movie, you're just like, what the, f how did we fucking get to this point well, when we were just at this fucking point? Well, I feel like with the twin thing, you could kind of like decipher after a while because they keep saying like, Oh, the guy that looked like you and all that stuff. And he said like my brother a couple times, like I'm looking for my brother. Yeah, he does mention his brother a few times for sure. Uh, so it's I feel like, like I feel like they could have made it. Uh, yeah, they could have made it a little <laughs> bit more obvious, maybe. Right. I feel like it was it was kind of hidden in there. But um, he doesn't really show up for a while, though, that guy. Right. He's like really like half, through yeah, almost, like right? halfway yeah. through the movie. Um, but I kind of like how I'm not going to say the ending yet. We'll talk about that later. But like it's kind of a downer ending. And and I feel like you don't expect it because of the way that they portray, um, you know, both of these characters. You don't expect what's going to happen, I feel like. I don't expect most of what happens in this movie to fucking happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I think that's really fucking funny. Um, <laughs> so we have this uh, organ harvesting ring and you have this doctor that's also a fucking teacher and he's doing like these weird experiments on people. He's killing these fucking schoolgirls and shit. But the cop that was actually abducted from that initial raid, they keep him in like a terrarium. And he's like mutating because of the fucking drugs that they're giving him and shit. What a fucking horrible like thing to this think is about. Weird. Like this I actually like I, I enjoy this aspect of, of this thing. This like weird terrarium man that they they fucking make it kind of reminds me of like a house of a thousand corpses kind of fucking thing where you got like this like weird humanoid mutant fucking but it's, like, it's into it's, some other fucking organic thing it's a yeah, horrible the, the terrarium man is wild as fuck dude i'll give him that so both his legs are amputated uh i believe his his arms are his amputated hands. right like his hands are gone <laughs> And yeah, he's like, point, yeah. oh my God, he's like sitting in all these like plants. He's like green looking, but he's really, he's like just clinging to life. But he's been there for a while now. <sighs> this will make you feel better. The doctor is going to give him some pain medication of some sort or some <laughs> drug. Um, Good God. I, I like, honestly, that like makes, that's a nightmare. That's worse than being buried alive. You know what I I'm mean? I'm going to you don't want to be a fucking plant man in a terrarium with a doctor, dude. That sucks. Yeah, that's some. That's some. Uh, what, what was that from? Uh, troll, right? Troll two. Oh yeah, yeah. That troll. Troll two, right? Right. Don't they? Doesn't the kid turn into the fucking the tree? <laughs> yeah. <dude. laughs> that's funny as fuck. Now, as you could see from that clip, like this is turning into a body horror esque movie, and it does go all out body horror by the end. And I feel like it's kind of funny because they don't really explain that aspect of the film too much, right? 
that's another confusing aspect of it. Like, what the fuck is happening to some of these people, man? Well, like, I think it's, it's full on melt zone in part of this fucking movie. I think it's that medication that they're taking is like the the shit that's that he's experimenting with is like fucking with the people. You know what I mean? It's like it's starting, I, mean, uh, I wish they would just explain that more as to like what exactly the medication's purpose was or like what it was like actually doing to people that was making them turn into these fucking mutants because that was just like i kept trying to piece it together like what you know i understand they're doing this drug or whatever like that but like what's the purpose of this like why is it just to kill fucking people like to turn them into fucking or is there like an actual medical thing that he's trying to accomplish with it i couldn't like really piece that all together it seems like well you know when you look at that opening dialogue that we get he's talking about like yeah. regeneration it seems like he's trying to make something you know he's obsessed with the cocoon and the fucking butterfly and the oh, man, you know all yeah. that shit that's a whole um, fucking thing dude do you want <laughs> we'll get we'll get into that yeah we'll get into that in a little bit but uh i i really find it pretty interesting uh how they decide to show somebody basically decomposing in this film and i see that spoken a lot uh i see people speak a lot about that i don't know how the fuck what i'm saying anymore uh <laughs> they'd be saying it bro yeah that like <laughs> they really kind of didn't get what was going on they just thought it was some sort of like toxic material or some shit um but uh our man's having these premonitions of his partner and that's how he like knows he's like no he's like still alive but it's pretty fucking gruesome because he's all like mutated and melting and decomposing. And this is like another like fucking horrific vision that I would never want to have. Great visual scene. I will absolutely say that. This guy's like fucking going nuts. He's at the place that him and his partner were basically, you know, attacked. <laughs> And this guy is like, I love these fast cuts, like that they're doing, like back and forth between them and shit. Really, really cool effect. Yeah, and they like show like a melting piece of meat, basically with an eyeball hanging down from it. And he's basically hallucinating all this shit. Like he's going yeah. nuts because they did drug him, right? He got hit with the fucking drug during the bus during the raid, and uh, unfortunately for him, like it starts making him kind of crazy, right? He starts losing it a bit as it goes on. The whole raid scene, too, is just absolutely fucking wild. Like, the chaos that ensues and, like, the confusion between, like, well, confusion for me as a watcher and also as to, like, who's who and, like, what's happening in that moment and shit. It's it's, it's true chaos filmed, man. Dude. Like, it's it's done really well. What a cold-as-fuck guy. The doctor, when they're like, what should oh. we do with them? And he's like, make them, turn, turn them into, into sausage. sausages. Yeah, yeah and he's just like just got dead eyes. Yeah, he looks cool as fuck with that mask on, with the COVID it's mask on. Yeah, yeah, he's ready, man. Zero fucking mask. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like really, he's the dude that's on the cover here. Uh, I think he's on most of the fucking uh, artwork for this. No, the Japanese one. It's like the girl in the cocoon, but um, um, it's like a really cool like style choice for how he looks right especially like in that disgusting fucking operating room that like warehouse he stands out like a lot in that room just because the way he looks yeah. the white coat the fucking mask and stuff he really like 
is a character that sets himself apart quite a bit in those scenes. It, it looks amazing. Yeah, especially like with his hair too. He's got like this pompadour type look, right? And like well, compared uh, to and compared to everybody else that he's fucking dealing with, like all these like greasy looking fucking dirty dudes, you know, uh, all they seem all strung out and like jittery and shit. Um, he looks very like I'm not gonna posh. say I'm, well, I'm not gonna say even like I was thinking more like otherworldly. But like, just like you said, like Dr. Satan type shit, you know what I mean? Where this guy oh, is yeah, like, yeah. this guy's living on a level that like, you don't understand. You know what I mean? 100%. Like mentally and physically, like this dude he is, is like the next, you know, he's like a, a pure manifestation of evil, but it's just like, also like in like this perfect human form that like really is different from everybody else in the room. Like you said, like he, his character is so strong looking and, and just even like the, like his posture and like. The way he speaks to everybody around him and stuff like that is is just so fucking demanding, dude. It, it's it's done really. Yeah, well. he's he's like very direct in everything, and uh, the only person he's really, uh, I guess, like bowing down to is his sister, and she keeps Yoko. yeah, she keeps calling him a pervert and shit, right? <laughs> like, man, their backstory is fucking wild. The mother tried to bite off his fucking dick. When he was fucking younger. What a, what a weird thing. And she ended up stabbing out the Yoko's Ugh. eye. And like the dad like is some other like corrupt cop or something. Cause he's that dude at the end with the gray the gray hair. That's his. Yeah, that's I thought he was dad. like a, like a corrupt military figure of some kind, or like like you said, cop or something for sure. But like they have this fucking horrendous backstory, and that's why you see that why like he's cold as fucking hell. And, like, she's just a straight killer. Like, she don't give a shit. She looks like a character straight out of Kill Bill. You know what I mean? Like, she, yeah, she looks... Does. Yeah, And, like, the way she acts, too, doesn't take any shit from anybody, like, bossing all these suits around. Like, yeah, like, dresses... Very different than everybody else is wearing and shit. Yeah, like, everybody's in these dirty clothes, and they're all sweaty and shit, and she's in, like, these nice fucking clothes and everything, walking through, bossing these dudes around. What a, what a like, awesome character, right? Like... I, yeah. That was the one character that stood out to me even more than the doctor was Yoko. Like her whole, her vibe, the fucking eye patch, the red dress, the the whole, um, just like really menacing and like demanding, you know, aspect of her character. It's such a strong person throughout the film. I, I think more so than the doctor. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because the doctor is the one that's doing this terrible shit to people, right? Like he's fucking experimenting, shots, straight you know? up murdering people. Yeah, like when they find like the bodies of the girls and stuff, like oh, that's dude. like a Henry portrait of a serial killer type thing, right? Like that, how they're just kid kids too, man. Yeah, they're they're supposed to, I guess, be high school age, right? Yeah. Um, but it's like fucked up. We have a clip here, like the search party out, like looking for them. Yeah, there's two kids hurt. She's torn apart. She's dead, officer. And the third one. <laughs> These people Almost just dump in great bodies. Touch. I yeah. love that. Oh God, no! They're looking at like they're just like discarded in the woods. Don't ever tell anyone about this. Don't ever tell anybody about this. That's such yeah. A the second daughter of the mayor, and she's like ripped apart. Like it's so funny. I always, I always wonder like these like women that are in these movies. It's like, how do you cast for that? Are these just people that worked on the film? And they're just like, hey, you gotta like lay down and just like we're gonna make you need look a body. 
Yeah, or or did they put out like a casting call where people like, yeah, hell, like hell yeah, I want to be in these movies. Yeah, you know? me up by 1996. <laughs> like you probably could find people that are into the genre that would do it, no problem. But I always found I'm, that really yeah, funny. Awesome. I'm fucking die on film in a heartbeat, bro. Fucking Fuck yeah, man. I, I'm I'm still. Sweet. Uh, does uh does the unearth film shit like don't they film out in pennsylvania somewhere like in western pa uh, or something where are you want, they you want a couple fucking yokels to kill Here's your boys right Dude, here we're in man <laughs> we'll do that shit fuck yeah i still gotta right. get fucking mark polonia to put me in a movie well you come down too man <laughs> shit you're t- uh, i was gonna say you're probably closer but i don't think that's i don't think that's the case <laughs> Let me drive. um but this movie starts getting like weirder and weirder and weirder and weirder as it goes on right it starts to get more and more crazy just like fucking uh like body melt how as the movie goes on it starts getting more wild and wild very similar everything just starts breaking down uh this organ harvesting ring starts basically turning on itself right they start uh getting into a little bit of trouble with their yakuza bosses and that leads to some fucking crazy conflict also um our doctor starts having some fucking wild hallucinations because he's literally turning into like uh james woods videodrome hole in the fucking gut right now and he's got this disgusting mass like growing on him and it's fucking otherworldly looking also um but we get a scene that looks uh you know as you labeled it very very street trash like uh we got the we need like a goo alarm right like oh, so, we do because this is this is like a, a level five dude this is great i i love this one because it's like <laughs> very uh probably my favorite scene in the movie to be honest with you fuck next you, next to, there's another one that's real good too that we're gonna see here in a minute but this one is like this is an a fucking plus man so he's like having this crazy hallucination and like he sees all oh, these like so good. pustules on his body exploding. He looks like he's fucking turning into a plant creature. Also, dude is just losing it. Oh, oh my god, so that, goo, that goo fucking is fucking game. gross. Face is sticky with a toddler. <laughs> <laughs> he's got those, such a good scene. He's got those nice Macy's pants on too, right? Like those oh, fucking with the pleats. Nice. Nice. Classic. <laughs> it's like what we were wearing to like the fucking third grade concert. Be like going to the Christmas concert Choir wearing that show. shit. Yeah, they 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 were bought like two sizes too big. You're gonna grow into them. You're gonna wear them for the next two Christmas concerts. All right. Um, I usually stained them that night. You'll never see me in those again. <laughs> Hawaiian punch, one hundred percent coverage. Right. <laughs> um, so as you can see, things start getting a little bit weirder. And they continue to get weirder because more people are having hallucinations. More people are getting more savage. Almost seems like people are getting far more aggressive as the movie goes along too, right? There's a desperation at the end of the movie, man. Like everything and everybody seems very desperate for survival. Um, Just desperate to keep themselves like in this situation as long as they can. Like it, it, it is like anxiety ridden in a way the level of just like paranoia and shit that takes over towards the end of this movie like everybody is fucked up at this point um can we though before we get into that because we're going to get into like the whole end of the film can we talk about the weird cocoon scene can you i want you to explain this because we're just describe it 
I mean, this is, man, this is definitely the weirdest scene in the movie. But it's also, in my opinion, probably the coolest looking scene in the movie. And our doctor dude is like, it shows throughout the movie his obsession with butterflies and caterpillars, like larvae and stuff like that. Um, And this is kind of like a a hallucination or like a visual manifestation of his like desires, I feel like in a way. It's it's very strange, man. Like this woman um taking a full metamorphosis out of this cocoon and having these gooey fucking caterpillar tentacles come out of her, her stomach area. It is insanity. Bro. Let's roll let's roll that yeah, weird ass organ footage. <laughs> yeah, so it's a woman literally coming out of a caterpillar. Caterpillar? Caterpillar? Um, she is like no longer human, completely human. She's got like a weird. Well, I don't even know what the fuck's going on, but there's a caterpillar type tentacle coming out of her stomach. Uh, he is staring at the needle that he injected himself with. And this, this thing starts like creepy, weird, you know, tentacle caterpillar music playing. I don't know, man. This is oh. where you were starting to fucking. You were hitting rewind, watching that a couple times. I did. I watched. I watched that three or four times, honestly. What I'm a, still gonna watch it again later. So what a fucking <laughs> weird ass scene. <laughs> what do you think, man? Was that necessary or no? I mean, no. But I'm so glad it was in the movie because it was like probably one of the first times in the movie where I was just like, oh shit, like I am all of a sudden super interested in what the fuck is going on because this is otherworldly and nothing that I expected. You know, it's not like anything else in this movie up until this point. And it's not like anything else in this movie after this. Yeah. This is such like a one-off scene. That's just so weird and disgusting and like awesome. in like every fucking way, dude, it was so out really, there. really caught me off guard in the best way possible watching this one. And this was one of the um, the schoolgirls that he abducted that he ends up Ducks, dumping yeah. in the woods. Like this is such a, like a fucking odd scene. Uh, I just really felt like we had to point this out specifically because it was so strange and Important. just yeah. yeah, like the whole movie is so dark. It's so so fucking sweaty and like humid looking, and all of a sudden you get this like bright white cloud fucking area super you know cocoon slimy yeah yeah <laughs> so fucking strange such a such a contrast to everything else um but this movie like we said really starts taking a turn uh there's a sequence where the yakuza is confronting yoko and one of her fucking henchmen well multi- a couple of the henchmen uh in this underground tunnel and I fucking, I really like this sequence because of course there's a samurai sword and like the dude is fucking yeah, nuts. Dude, yeah. But like, I don't know why more films don't do this, man. We, we need more fucking drive samurai, by samurai, <laughs> drive by samurai, man. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, so let me, let me roll this because I wish this was our, uh, day to day, but it, unfortunately it isn't. <laughs> so, uh, we see the motorcycle pulling up at the end of this, uh, tunnel, which is a very interesting, um, you know, 
Yeah, so this dude gets slashed or stabbed in the back, and it just sprays blood like spray in the so air. Um, the look is, of it, the sound of it, the spray yeah. is awesome. This is like a very interesting like architectural feature, I guess, of Japan. Like it's like this random fucking walkway slash driveway. No. Yeah, it's so weird, but it's like such a good um I guess setting for this confrontation between these people because this dude is fucking nuts. He's basically saying he's cleaning up loose ends and uh he like goes over to this dude who is already fucking slashed and like just fucking does the oh, old man. fucking uh you know down right into his chest or whatever with the samurai sword and there's blood all over him it's such a fucking awesome scene because he's wearing like fancy clothes he's wearing like a beige colored yeah like beige pants and a white shirt and it's fucking great what i what i love about the scene is that he stabs the guy in the head and the sword gets stuck in the guy's skull and and yoko there is now pissed because she just fucking samurai her homie and she's got a fucking knife and like she's going over to like a tackle, you know, take him on. And he's freaking out trying to get this fucking sword out of the guy's skull. That like whole sequence of like yeah. the sword being stuck was really, really fun. I like that a lot. Yeah. And uh, eventually I like how this uh, Yakuza boss was just run down by the uh, cop's brother. Just like crashes oh, into yeah. him. He's like, ah, fuck you, man. Uh, but that the, the cop's brother has like two wild sequences towards the end of the uh, end of the film. So we're getting into the end game now, I guess you could say um, yeah. he escapes, I guess this bar that he walks into. That's a Yakuza hangout. And uh, he's kind of got a bad rep there for something that he did to the bartender earlier in the film. He bit his nose, <laughs> which I thought he bit his he nose off. It looked pretty fucking gnarly, yeah. um, but he's like escaping this place and they pull a deadbeat at dawn here, man. Like the violent stabbing that goes on when he's leaving, like of those fucking guys. Like, well, he finds this ice pick type thing as, like, you know, people hear the gunshots and they're distracted. So they run out of the bar to see what's going on. And he, like, ends up, you know, copping this fucking ice pick and just works his way through people to get himself out of this bar. So he just plunges this thing directly in the guy's sternum. I love how he does it like a big guy. He like lands on the smaller guy, so the bartender's stuck now. Yeah, he's stuck him. underneath the dude that he hit. He sticks it in his neck, right? Or is that his ear? Yeah, yeah. Dude. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> so the guy's like, just what walking the fuck? In. Yeah. He just starts stabbing him up. He starts stabbing him in the back with the ice pick. Like, he's all fucking frantic. Oh, I love how this dude just lost it by the end of the film. Snaps. Because eventually... Uh, we, you know, our two main characters are accomplishing their task and taking down this whole organ dealing syndicate. But unfortunately, one of the two does not make it out alive. And Grizz, I did not expect the one that died to die. What about you? Oh, I don't think, no, absolutely not. You know, it, it's... <laughs> I don't, I, I don't, it was so chaotic throughout the whole thing that I really didn't, I guess I didn't know what to expect, but this character had been like such an integral part of the whole thing that it definitely was not somebody I expected this to happen to by any means. So the cop who was abducted's brother finally gets to Yoko, the head of this, I guess, branch of the syndicate. And, uh, you know, 
Oh wait, no, this is this is This is the father. This is the father, yeah, who apparently is like revered by everybody. And uh Oh my god. Oh sorry. that scene right there with the fucking heart plunge, that is so good. Um so the father is saying this has to end. Um the cop's brother is dead. The only one that's still alive is the detective that was originally drugged, which is pretty amazing because he's the most fucked up out of everybody. But the but the dad shows up and the sister and the brother brutally murder him. She's beating him with the gun and he stabs no. him in the chest with a knife and you get the Mortal Kombat view of the knife going in through the rib cage and hitting the heart. It's practical it looks effect great, too. too. Looks, it looks great. Awesome. Looks great. And I have a hard time feeling bad for the dead too. You know, it's not like I, I feel, feel bad, bad for him. anybody in this movie. You know, there's no. there's no, there's no good guys. You know, they're really it's it's one of those movies where like everybody is is guilty of something in a way. Everybody I mean, loses. I guess maybe not the one cop. I mean, I guess he was technically like pure of like judgment and stuff throughout it. Um, though it doesn't do him any good. But it's just like uh, it, it it really is just like that ending where you're just like, yeah, this is this is how this should all fucking end with everybody. So completely fucked up. So they find his partner and he's in a hospital bed and he's fucking fucked up looking. The dude, the one cop who's a piece of shit is like, he looks like the dude from that fly movie, which is fucked up to say, but the real downer part of this after everything that this guy went through, lost his family, lost his job to find him. He says, why did this happen to me and not you? Like, I would be like, fuck you, dude. What at that fuck, point, man. after all I've been that, working my ass off for you, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like what a fucking downer ending. Right. Yeah. Like why me and not you? Like, but that's like the human fucking condition at its finest, man. Like, you know what if you're in that situation you would kind of have those feelings of like why was it me that like got put in this situation out of the two of us like you're always you know you would always kind of like have like those kind of negative thoughts if you know by some stupid luck you know you ended up with in in like a negative situation well, that somebody else didn't well, you know i think that's kind of like human nature well i would say yeah that is like real human nature where you say why me when it's bad but when it's good you don't say why say me like well yeah yeah for sure but i also i think it's also part of human nature to have the wherewithal to be like you know understanding why me and having that you know emotion but not projecting that onto somebody that's potentially trying to help you and be like why the fuck not you instead yeah. of me I think that's a little bit of like a, a twist in the fucking heart in comparison to just being like, oh, why is this happening to me? What do I, you know, what, what luck or whatever, but to be like, fuck this. Why isn't it to you motherfucker? Like that's, that's hard yeah. as shit, dude, for that's sure. A, that's like a, that's a brutal thing to hear, man. And what's yeah, even more brutal is that like, it's left ambiguous. He's not dead. He's still in that fucking bed. So like they're going to let it kind of play and, out shape too so you know one thing i want to say about like these japanese films that i feel like we don't get in the american movies and not just low budget shot on video films or whatever but i feel like there's never like like this film in the beginning has like you know that thing where he's talking about like we like why are we the way we are you know what i mean and like light turns like returns to light like regenerated 
and then the thing at the end where the guy's like, why me and all that. Then like in Shogun Assassin, where like the dude's like, sometimes I wish things are different, but you know, it's only, you know, a wish is only a wish. Like a all, wish, yeah. there's like all these Great. like super heavy lines in these movies that have no business having these like heavy lines in them. You know what I mean? Like what the fuck is with that? There's a heavy lesson that's always like taught with these like out there fucking movies. It feels like in, in Japanese cinema, there there is always like an underlying, um, you know, foreboding, you know, warning almost to people in situations where it's like you know you can wish for whatever you want, but a wish is as good as fucking shitting in one hand, man. Like, <laughs> it's not going to do you any good. So. I, I like these like ex uh, the existential like fucking questions in these fucking movies like why always. me and not you like wrong place wrong time we always talk about that you know what I mean yeah. like say you just didn't go on that trip you wouldn't have gotten killed with all those teens at the camp you it's know the final destination thing dude you yep. know it's exactly you, what it is say you fucking stop for dinner instead of continuing you wouldn't have like got caught up in a trap somewhere and taken by the hillbilly family shit all the time, dude. Yeah, I think know. about that like throughout my day when I'm like doing something like, man, if like <laughs> if I get in a fucking something happens now, like I'm I, I, I'm consciously always thinking about like what I'm doing to see like what is the moments leading up to like a fucking tragedy yeah. in my life, well, which is well, probably the wrong fucking way to be living your life. Well, dude, like, I'm constantly fucking thinking about there's that. like something really fucked up that happens where like say you like watch videos of like fucking car accidents and shit, right? Oh, you yeah. now have that shit in your brain. And when you're driving, you're actively scanning like the fucking Terminator and bringing up that memory of that fucking video 100%. and being like, oh, this happened here. Like, I should probably not do that. I should probably do this. And obviously you're not like actually hearing yeah. this go on, but like it is there. You know what I mean? So I feel like it's actually uh, it's not really like a bad thing for right? some reason too. Like my my instagram algorithm has just like shown me nothing but like videos of people dying horrifically over the past like few months i don't know That's like wild it's so weird that these videos are on instagram but like i'm constantly getting them in my feed and i'm like a well, fucking sucker and like you know watch shock things well you but know it it's really like it's sure. it's really funny because uh the hog at jerry Meehan jr i think it's just or at jerry me i don't know the, the fucking hog uh, he was just telling me he had to fucking get off TikTok because he kept getting recommended videos of people saying goodbye to their pets before they're like being like fucking euthanized. Ugh. He's like, I couldn't deal with it anymore. Like, I it was, don't, yeah, don't like, put that in my fucking brain. Exactly. God, like, man. I don't need to see that shit. Like, he's like, I can watch all the cartel beheading videos fucking out there, but well, that's what I'm getting. I mean, so I guess I'm, I'd rather be getting what I'm getting than what he would fucking got. Cause I, I need to do some, that. I need to do some research. You're going to have to show me some of this stuff. Oh, bro. I got you. <laughs> it's so I great. All that, baby. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of beheadings, it's time that we head over to the Y. Uh, you know, what? wait, 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 give me your final thought on Oregon yeah. first. Give me your final thought. Uh, first. I mean, Oregon is definitely, it's confusing and stuff like we've talked about. Um, I don't think that it it's completely faulting the film or making it unwatchable. It has so many amazing elements to it as well as far as the, the practical effects. Um, the actual premise is, is, is a really good one and it, it leads itself to scenes that are highly entertaining. Um, if like I think like what Mike said, if you're able to get through it once and, and you have the balls to go back in and give it another watch, you will 
find more to enjoy out of it the more times you you understand it and stuff it just yeah. can be a little confusing in the first round yeah i feel like even if you listen to this episode i mean obviously we bounced all over the place like we were kind of in fucking order but um yeah, it may bad. it may answer a few questions that you may have going into it or going through it so i feel like it's you know it's definitely worth it to watch it twice it's a long watch but really it will make sense by the second viewing um but grizz actually before we get into the wide world of metal um next week 9 p.m eastern standard time on our youtube channel youtube.com slash bad taste video podcast we will be covering the 1991 shot on video right shot on video baby low budget vampire film vampire trailer park i have never seen this movie it looks pretty Man. fucking fun uh you said it's a spoof right it's gonna be like a horror comic from what I'm taking away from it, it looks like a horror comedy uh, spoof I'll take movie. It. Hopefully, it's like um, Dead End or something like that. That's what I'm. That's kind of what I'm. I'm vibing on it, dude. So I think it's going to be a fun one for us. Something a little, little palate cleanser coming out of you know Japanese horror month. We've we've seen some pretty gnarly shit. This is going to be a little bit more lighthearted. Um, it's going to be, I think, a really good time though, man. From what I've, from what I've taken away so far from what I've watched of this, this is going nice. to be. Uh, it's going to be right up our alley. Nice. But with that, Grizz, let's head over to the wide world of metal. And what do we have this week? Dude, we are talking about the band Torture Hammer. What a name what for a, a band. what a fucking awesome name. Yeah, I dude. Uh, I, I found this on a, on a whim today, and I was like, dude, this is their demo release from 2024. They just dropped this. It's called Dormant Horror. Uh, it's a four-track demo, and it fucking crushes man everything about it is just if, if you asked me to like dial up a, a perfect fucking death metal sound it would be be what this fucking band is doing right now yeah if you were into the uh meat grinder stuff that i was doing you're gonna like this it's a uh, very similar um far better production value than i was doing at that time but uh i really this i, I, I dug dude. this you can fucking be ripping this kind of shit i i truly believe that. Oh, dude, from what this, you were doing with me grinder you could this might inspire shit. me to do a four song demo hope so I hope and it does. uh yeah we're gonna i got a i got a i got a good name for it still too yeah i'll get you involved don't worry man uh yeah. but let's uh let's let's <laughs> let's get a listen into this chris which one do you want to do first uh, let's start with Shrieks from the Crypt. Great fucking name for a song. This is going to give you a good idea of like how riff-heavy this fucking band is. That artwork. Dude. Yeah, it's fucking, fucking awesome. awesome. I love that production on this. It just feels gritty still. Make it a little louder. Yeah, it's got groove to it's, it. It's no thrills. There's no like extra production. Nothing added to it. Like fucking drop bases and all that shit. It's like really fucking cut and fucking just simple death metal, dude. But done in such a great way. It's aggressive. The hooks, mm -hmm. uh, the riffs are super hooky, and they make you fucking like headbang and shit, man. Like and that's what like vibe to me. You need at points. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's got like a groove to it. It's like modern sounding. You know a modern sounding death metal band fucking great so i like it according to encyclopedia metal um this band features uh the one of the original vocalists for a band that i was very surprised by because it's a band that i am not fucking into at all 
a band that I have continuously fucking picked on throughout my entire <laughs> adult life. Um, but apparently this dude, uh, I believe his name is Peter. Uh, what the fuck is it? Peter Pollock. It's a great fucking name. Uh, he is an original vocalist for the band Rings of Saturn and their fucking jazzy little fucking alien metal that they sing. Um, but that was like back in like 2009 and shit when a he was in high ago. school. Yeah. Uh, but he's, he's been in a bunch of other bands. He's in a band called Spy and some other stuff. But like to me, if this is the direction that this motherfucker is going in now, he's on the right track finally. Yeah. I'm, he's I'm fucking like, learned his deathcore lesson and has come to the right yeah, side of things. I'm like right. not gonna fucking say I'm a hundred percent certain, but I'm like ninety five percent sure that I played with Rings of Saturn. So I, I guarantee may, you did. I may have, Your I may time have, period? I may have met this guy at some yeah. point. I would I would not doubt it, dude, for sure. That'd be pretty fucking funny. Um but what's the second song that we have here? Uh, the second one is Body Broken, Brain Open. And what I Fuck love yeah. about this is, is it's heavy on the bass line on this riff. Uh, this is like the chorus of this song, I guess you would call it. Uh, but the way that the uh, the guitar and the bass are playing with each other here is just a lot of fucking fun. Great production value. Great bass. Yo, that fucking bass line is so good. That is a sick baseline. Yeah, into that glass, too. It's so fucking awesome. I, I love how dry and punchy the fucking drum production is, man. Like, it's that got, snare is so out. poppy and, and just so, like, there's no, like, extra wetness added to it and shit, dude. It, it sounds so crisp. Yeah. And uh, one thing I want to add is that the four songs equal about nine minutes or so. So they're each pretty pretty short um what's the what's the third one was the longest one yeah i think the third one's like four minutes I think. yeah yeah and they're I mean, all pretty much like a minute there. something uh minute 50 Perfect. something but uh i was really into this um i feel like even these two excerpts like don't do it justice to what oh, it actually sounds taste, like man. yeah really i i think like uh I, I think people would actually dig this from the people that have constantly said that they liked what we were listening to on here, what we were covering. I think you will dig this. I definitely think you should check them out. Uh, is this a full band? Uh, from this is just a two piece. Nice. I don't know exactly like uh, what they, they're each person does. that doesn't list it out here, but it's uh, this Peter Pollock dude and Mr. Sean Collins. Um, Sean Collins has no other bands listed. So this Man. might be his first uh, thing, but I'm assuming Sean is probably doing the drumming. Um, knowing the history that that Peter has a guitar playing and vocals and shit like that, I'd assume he'd be doing that and things. That's but, that's pretty dude, fucking. Two guys fucking ripping. I love it. I'm so stoked by that shit. Uh, did you hear the new Sanguisagaba? I can't say that fucking name ever. Yeah, Sanguisagaba. Their their, their new shit is fucking super good, dude. Um, you know it's. I'm I'm a, I'm a fan of theirs. I'm not gonna say that I'm not a fan. It's just another one of those bands that I think. Uh, it's a lot of attention with you know some med mediocre riffage at times that's all at times i think they're they're, they're they, they, got, they got great shit too man they, they fucking kill it they're original their artwork and everything is fantastic um just a little boring for me at times i guess there you go there you go well grizz where can you find this album uh this is YouTube. on youtube it's uh i don't think they have it up pretty much anywhere else right now uh, like I said, this just came out two weeks ago. It's just a demo. I think this band is really just emerging 
um, you know, as as anything over the past few weeks. So it'd be interesting to see where they take this. Hey, man, I'm all about it. I'm gonna keep uh, I'm gonna keep tabs on this one. I really enjoy yeah, it. I try to find fucking some yeah. fresh shit, dude. I don't try to like cover. Fuck yeah, man. The, the stuff everybody dude, knows about. I got something that? that I want to cover because we had to talk That's about good. you starting to like more like metallic hardcore shit and all that stuff, dude. dude I I know it may not be a hundred percent what you're thinking of, but I want to cover um an old sworn enemy album like let's do it next they, week yeah but I'll, I'll send you one before like before they got me. famous and everything before they had a music video and all that shit like i could be missing out too i don't even know you, you may like enlighten shit. me baby good gym music it's good gym music dude. yeah yeah, now, yeah so. you'd be all about that life all right so grizz i think that just about wraps it up r.i.p ole it's anderson weird. man uh oh that's a, another you're gonna horseman. You're going to make the joke you made to me? <laughs> no, 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 no. We'll no, save no. that one. <laughs> yeah, we'll save that. We'll save that one. Um, but Grizz, where can they find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Kane underscore enabler. And you can find me at Bad Taste Video. And you can find everything we do at www.badtastevideo.com. Every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we go live on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash at Bad Taste Video Podcast. Uh, everything that you hear us play clip-wise, if you're listening to this uh, via podcast app, you could see the actual clip which is something that we didn't do in the past, but now we do, which is a great feature. Yeah, right. And even if you don't want to listen to the whole thing on YouTube, you could come and just scrub through and you could see the clips. If you're curious, if something makes us vomit or makes you think you might vomit, <laughs> um, we really, I'm surprised we have not gotten into trouble on here yet. Oh, uh, we're good, baby. They, yeah, we're rolling, man. It. We are fucking rolling. Uh, so if you next, haven't yet, you can come out here and check out a bunch of our, our short uh, clips that we've put up. Uh, a bunch of cool, just, you know, straight, quick recommendations, things you might not have heard of before, some cool underground movies, a lot of shot on video stuff. So if you're just kind of bored, you're looking for a quick movie recommendation, our short section has a ton of stuff that you can quickly go through and then find something fun. Yeah. We also have a ton of fucking live episodes uh, in the live section. Oh, uh, yeah. We've been doing it for quite some time now and we're only getting better. So, fuck yeah, man. So Grizz Next week, Vampire Trailer Park from 1991. <laughs> you can watch it on YouTube if you want to watch ahead. Um, anything else? You got anything else, man? Dude, I'm excited for that. I, it's going to be a good week. It's going to be a good next Tuesday when we get into the trailer park, my home away from home. So I am uh, looking forward to it, man. There we go. We will see you next week. Goodbye.